Hello, church family. This is part four and the last part of our study through Nehemiah chapter 10. Uh, this has been an encouragement study for me throughout not just this chapter, but this entire book, because this isn't a book that I'm too familiar with. In, in the past, growing up, uh, I've heard people preach through this, but I think I was younger then and I wasn't as attentive. Uh, but now being able to study this on my own, I, I wish that I was more attentive then because then I think I would have, uh, my knowledge of God's word, would, uh, at least the application of God's word, would have been better and more in the past. But now, as I get to study this on my own, I can't help but wonder like how I uh, would want to apply this text to my own life. So th throughout this chapter, even throughout this book, the Israelites, again, um, they were building this wall with Nehemiah. They were called to go uh, to, um, to build this. Uh, well, Nehemiah mainly was felt convicted by the Lord to go and rebuild this wall. And then he does it in what normally would take years. He did it in 52 days. He did it so because the people were moved by God. They didn't care about the opposition. And they saw God's good hand in building, through, building this wall. So they finished it, and then they asked Ezra to come and read God's word to them. And when they read God's word together, um, when they well, they heard God's word preached to them, they became convicted, and then they wanted to repent. And the result is that they uh, committed their life to uh, God. And that's what happens in this chapter. In the beginning, you see all the leaders committing themselves to signing this statement and this document saying that they are going to commit to God's word. Uh, they're going to do all that they can as leaders to lead by example in that way. And then uh, they start, you know, doing committing not only to the document itself, but also uh, saying that they are going to publicly do uh, work out their salvation. They're gonna, they're gonna not, they're gonna do all things that God has expected from them in Scripture, and they're also going to um, uh, not marry their kids off to foreign people. They're not gonna give their kids into marriage into to foreign nations. Uh, they're even gonna um, uh, forgive the debt that. Um, uh, after every uh, seven year, this is the year of jubilee, and I, I, didn't, I didn't think I talked. I don't think I talked about it yesterday, but uh, that's significant as well. That they they forgive debts, they return land back to people, and this is, will be a picture of God's forgiveness. Again, these are all public ways uh, that they demonstrate their faith because of the internal change that's in their hearts. Now, today we're going to look at the public offering. Again, uh, I've said, I think yesterday it was like, this is the most uncomfortable topic because it's basically saying why you need to give to ministers. Why do you give to the church? And just know, and again, I've said this before because I've taught on this topic in different contexts on Sunday schools, but I do want to say it now on record that I do think the SFBC is very generous to the pastors and myself, all the other rest of the pastors and myself. Uh, this church is a very generous church. Uh, you guys are very gracious in this way. So when I'm teaching through this, I don't want you to think that I am doing this because this is some sort of tactful way to get the pastors a pay raise. I'm not getting that. I'm just seeing that as an application here, uh, as we will see, it's that everyone just kept giving uh, to the temple with the intent of doing things. And not, you know, the reason why is this, they don't want to neglect the house of, word, house of the Lord. And it shows up multiple times. In verse 32, it says this, that for, uh, actually, thir from, I guess we'll start from 30, 32, and then we'll go into 33, uh, thir so 32. Uh, we also place ourselves under obligation to contribute every yearly one-third of shekel for the service of the house of our God, for the showbread, for the continual grain offering, for the continual burnt offering, for the Sabbath, the new moon, for 
appointed times for the holy things and for the sin offerings to make atonement for Israel and all the works of the house of our God. Um, they were willing to do all the they, they they offer all these things to show that there's a commitment to the sacrifice. That's the main thing. But there's also part of it is that when they give to the church, the, the priest actually takes part of it. Uh, that's just how the system is. The priests didn't have didn't have a land. They were not given a land like the other eleven tribes. They were able. Uh, the, all the tri all those tribes were supposed to have Levites there because they were supposed to keep offering sacrifices. Uh, so that's how the function of the temple worked, that the priests were supposed to have a portion of these things so that they can do the ministry that uh, that they're expected to do, and that is to, mainly to sacrifice animals, to teach them God's word, and even to decide spiritual matters. Verse 34, Likewise, we cast lots for the supply of wood among the priests, the Levites, and the people, so that they might bring it to the house of our God according to our Father's household at fixed times annual to burn on the altar of the, of the Lord our God, as is written in the law, and that they might bring the first fruits of our grounds and the first fruits of all the fruits of every tree to the house of our Lord annually, and bring to the house of our God the firstborn of our sons and our cattle, and the firstborn of our herds and our flocks, as is written in the law, for the priests who are ministering in the house of our God. We also bring the first of our dough, our contribution, the fruits of every tree, the new wine and oil to the priests and, the, and at the chambers of the house of our God, and the tithe of our ground to Levites, for the Levites are they who receive the tithe in all the rural towns. See, all of the offerings is mainly to the Lord, but the part of the tithe goes to the priests so that they can live. Verse 30, the priests and sons of Aaron shall be with the Levites, and Levites receive tithes, and the, and the Levites shall bring up the tenth of the tithe to the house of our God, to the chambers of the storehouse. For the sons of Israel and the sons of Levi shall bring the contribution of the grain, the new wine, and the oil of the chambers. There are the utensils of the sanctuary, the priests who are ministering, the gatekeepers, and the singers. Thus we will not neglect the house of our God. Again, this very last verse is very telling. Especially the very last phrase that the reason why they didn't offer it before is because they didn't because they were neglecting the house of God. And now at this point is repentance. No longer do they withhold the things for their own selfish gain, but they give so that you know mainly first is the the temple can continue operating, so they can sacrifice animals and be made right with God. Second, to to support the work of the priest. Um, and the, again, the, the drawing application for us is that the reason why you give to the church has both of those functions as well. We give to the church so that the building can be there, right? I, I don't think our church has to pay rent, but we do have to pay like electric bills and stuff. You pay for, you, you <coughs> excuse me, you give to the church so that the, the church itself can function. Uh, and sometimes there are things that, uh, repairs that need to be done, and sometimes there are things that need to, you know, whether it's like, fixing things or adding things or whatever we need to do to get the church running in a practical sense that's done because of your faithful contribution to the church and secondly you give so that the people meaning, meaning the pastors and even the missionaries can go and minister to god's word in whatever context whether it's missionaries that are ministering god's word all over the world or the pastors that are ministering god's word to you uh, it is actually again a very blessing for me to be in this church because this church i think understands that importance um, you guys did not expect the pastors to have a second or third job um, on top of being a pastor. There are churches like that, that they say that the pastors need to be a tent maker, so they make their pastors uh, work a full-time job on top of being their pastor. Um, generally, what happens when, the, when in those contexts is that the pastor gets even, you know, even more overworked and the quality of teaching goes down. 
um, again, the main priority of the pastors is to teach you God's word in whatever context, whether it's something like this in the podcast, whether it's Sunday, whether it's Sunday school, whatever it may be, uh, the, the, the pastor's role is to constantly bring to you God's word. In fact, if you look at my life or any other pastor's life, if we aren't doing that faithfully, if we're not doing, if we're not teaching in, in, in whatever context, it would be right for you to let us go, whatever, who, whichever. Now, I'm not saying that all three of us are not doing these things. We're doing it in different contexts. But there should be a sense in which that's our, if we aren't doing our job, you should let us go because you could use your resources better elsewhere. Uh, that, and that's, again, the role of the priest as well as the role of the pastor. There's certain things that God mandates for us that we must do because that's what he's expected of us and it's, it's told to us in God's word. And Acts tells us that we need to, um, you know, the role of the pastor is to, 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 to study God's word and to pray for the people. And, and um, yeah, and First Timothy tells us that we need to go and preach the word in season and out of season. Now, the, the flip side, the congregation's responsibility, part of that responsibility to the church is to give. Um, Paul in Second Corinthians was, was dealing with a church that did not give. Uh, they were the ones that said, like, oh, uh, we're not going to give to you because we don't think you're a real teacher. And um, although Paul understood that he actually deserved to be paid to be their pastor, he's still willing to um, work as, as a tent maker so that he doesn't become a burden to the Corinthians. First Timothy five eighteen says that that the the pastors and leaders, or mainly the you know, full time pastors, um, it says that the the labor is worthy of his wages, um, and that means that is is actually like actual payments that the pastor to help the pastor from. Um, being distracted uh, with finances, the church should give to them so that they could devote their time studying and knowing about God and teaching to the people. Now, again, I am going to say this again to let you guys know that I think SFBC is a very generous church. You guys have taken care of my family. You've taken care of the other pastor's family as well. You guys are, are really good at this. Um, but I just don't want you guys to think uh, that, you know, that, you know, our church is... Um, I don't want you guys to think that our pastors are somehow like trying to our pastors to be greedy, but this is just the application because this is what the scripture teaches us. And again, it's a complete, it's a, it's a blessing to be a pastor here, to be able to give, be given the responsibility and task to study God's word uh, with the time that I have to be able to meet with some of you individually to teach you God's word, to do this podcast, to preach on whatever um, you know. Can't sneeze, English, whatever, whatever opportunity I have to be able to teach, uh, it's, it's a it's a privilege for me to do something like this, and um, I do want to say, yeah, thank you, thank on um, behalf of all the pastors, yeah, we thank you guys uh, for for your generous giving, um, especially even time of COVID. I know that you know there's a reason why PH on Sundays when it comes to the offering, we say that it's you know if you can't give during the, the, these very stressful times, it's okay. You know we we want joyful givers. We don't want you guys to give feeling oh man like I, I i need to keep my pastor's uh payroll so i need to give out of obligation no the lord will take care of us just like the lord will take care of you um so and the reason why ph does that is good it's not because we have we're as elders and pastors we're not lovers of money um but it's just a way to say that we're uh, your partis your giving to us is, is a sense to the lord first and foremost but it's also you participating in ministry well, you know, sometimes we say with missionaries, this is missionaries going in your place, something you aren't able to do. Same thing with pastoring. Uh, when when you pay the pastors, you're doing, you're you're helping 
uh, uh, one to you know, to build the kingdom of God, but two, you're really paying for the uh, for the, to the teaching of God's word to hear uh, God's word, like time that you would have spent in God's word is being is not done on your behalf, but but is helped by the pastor when they could spend more of their time studying God's word on your behalf, so he could teach you and synthesize it, so you can understand it. Um, and that's why, again, it's it's uh, the role of the church and the congregants to supporting the ministry is because first and foremost is for God's glory, and the second is to you know help the pastors um, be able to do their work undistracted and hope that we could serve you as a congregation. So uh, that's it for this week. Uh, the lesson is that in uh, this is the Israelites as they repented of their sin. They, there was a public declaration of their faithfulness and there's a public commitment of living a life of godliness and then results in them doing a public offering in the house of the lord so that the work of the priests and the temple to can continue functioning and that's the same thing for us as a church hopefully our church here will continue to uh, com- publicly commit our lives to doing the things that are pleasing the lord uh, both in the church and outside the church we'll commit to living holy lives and do good for our neighbors and we give to the church and to our missionaries um, so that they can do the ministry on our behalf thanks for listening to this uh, i hope that this is helpful for you to understand so that you can grow in christ's likeness and to do all things for his glory thanks take care so have a good weekend Thank you.